Sacramento, a Sacramento food podcast. My name is Richard Ivanowski, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Kevin Fippen. How are you doing, Kevin? Pretty good, man. And my other co-host, Mr. Will Griffith. How are you doing, man? Good. How's it going today, Richard? I'm doing great, boys. And uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. I I know that Will and I are a couple of hungry boys. We got a, a pretty good appetite. <laughs> I've eaten some meals with you before, Will. I don't think we've ever eaten together, Kevin. Have we? No, I don't believe so. I mean, I've, I think I drank a beer in your vicinity once. Was that at that's, Sauce? That's about, no, um, at the Kings game, right? And like on the concourse, that's about as close as we've come to a meal. True, true. Um, that is, that's definitely the link between myself and Kevin and Will. We are all over at the Kings Herald, kingsherald.com. Uh, Kevin and Will have been longtime uh, Sacramento Kings bloggers, uh, myself a little bit more short term, but uh, we're definitely united by uh, Kings fandom and fandom of Sacramento food in general. This is our first, is our maiden voyage into a food podcast, but we feel that Sacramento really does have a, a great scene for all types of food. Um, I'm excited to get towards some sushi episodes, some pizza episodes, a lot of stuff uh, coming your way. But we're going to start off today. First topic, it feels natural. We're doing burgers. We're doing burgers. So first off, let me ask you, Kevin, general thoughts on burgers. Where do they land for you like on your list of favorite foods? Oh man. So like a good burger, I feel like could be, it just depends. Right. I mean, I, I think, I, I don't think I can rank it just like in its own category. It seems like a staple that every restaurant needs to have a burger option. You know, um, I, I, I understand you're not going to find one like a sushi place, but like a good burger can just like change, change the game. You know what I mean? I've, I've, I've had them in parking lots and backyards and fancy restaurants and, and, you know, there, there, there's, I feel like it's, it's, it's a, it's a level playing field where you don't need to be this culinary master to pull off this, this amazing burger and you can have a great one anywhere. Um, I, it's so hard to rank. I don't know that I could rank it like it's own category. What, like, how do you look at it? Do you think it's like a, a subcategory of just American food or do you think it's its own thing? I feel like it's a subcategory of sandwich. Yeah. But it's okay. it dominates the sandwich category. Like I was actually looking at some dumb burger facts that I can't confirm if they're true or not. But I saw that <laughs> burgers represent sixty percent of all sandwich sales in the U.S. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, w- what do you think? Well, like it is a super wide. Like you can get anything from like a McDonald's. What are they like? Ninety nine cent burgers to like $500 burgers at like super upscale restaurants that I would never ever go to. But if you had to put it like compare it to like pizza or something, where do you got it? Will? Okay. So, so I feel like uh, I'm not going to compare it to pizza as much as I'll compare it to sandwiches. I prefer a sandwich to a burger, but I also think that the burgers have a higher floor and a little bit lower ceiling. Like it's kind of that it's your, it's that go-to food. Like it's your default, like American food. Like, as much as like the hot dog claims to be America's like food, like if you're like on a road trip and, and you're going somewhere, it's like, Oh, there's a McDonald's. Let's just go get a burger. Like it's like your default setting food for an American for like the average boring American. It's just a, a flat burger or a cheeseburger. Wait. Um, so you, you think the best burger can't be as good as the best sandwich? Um, is that what I heard? I, is this? I don't know. I don't want to start controversy like five minutes into <laughs> that our first. That was a pretty controversial thing. I I legitimately enjoy sandwiches. Okay, the sandwiches non burger category more than I do burgers. I, I've had some fantastic burgers where you like you bite into it, it's like oh damn, and like you in your backyard could make a burger that's eighty five percent as good 
as the best burger that could ever be made. Sure. You know, you just have to have the right grill, the right meat and whatever else like that. Get lucky with your condiments. But yeah, I think sandwiches, just in my, my opinion, I think sandwiches are, they have a higher ceiling, but also a lower floor. Like I've, you've had some terrible sandwiches. You go to like a little diner somewhere and get a BLT and you get sick all night over it. Like it's, it's bad. Where like a Burger King burger, which is the lowest tier of burger, like it's gross, but it's like, uh, I can live through this. I actually agree with Will. I think you're spot on here that like that sort of, it's a middle, it's got a middle stripe. Like in the, the percentile of sandwiches, burgers live from like the 25th to 75th percentile. Like wow. you, you can't have a burger as bad as like a prepackaged nasty like ham salad sandwich or something, <laughs> but you also can't have a, there's no way that the best sandwich is a hamburger. It's too basic i don't know i just feel like i feel like they like the best burgers i've ever had are equal to or greater than the best sandwiches i've ever had like what what is the sandwich that you feel like is superior to any burger because i feel like there's so many ways to church up a burger that are just like and we're constantly trying they're constantly trying new things new burger technologies that that are kind of changing I think the game for burgers, I, I, the, the 75% tile cap is, is really throwing me off here. Okay. So I have this, I have this, th- maybe it's just me, but my tastes are such that I want my entire sandwich to either be hot or my entire sandwich to be cold with okay. burgers. Like, Hey, here's some melted cheese and a hot, hot slab of beef and then a cold and then- tomato and then a cold piece of lettuce that's dripping on you and some cold sauce. And so you're getting this weird, like, crunch goo factor in your in your hot meat sandwich where like most sandwiches if you have a cold sandwich like it's it's cold turkey it's cold lettuce it's cold everything or it's a hot sandwich like a pastrami where it's like it's all hot cheese all hot meat and there's there's no deviation from that really it's not like there's a little bit of cold and reheatability as well try to try to microwave your burger the next day if it's got lettuce and tomato in it and it's just not going to get done I can see that I guess argument. That's, yeah, I get that argument. I just don't know. Like, you know, I don't think any of those ingredients are, are they have to be there. You know what I mean? Oh, true. True. The, the, the a sandwich in general, you can take out and put in as you see fit. But like, if you think of the default burger, it is the, the bun, the meat, the cheese, if you want the cheese, the mustard, ketchup, and then lettuce and tomato, pickles, onions, if you want onions, and that's it. And like half of those yeah. ingredients cannot go in the microwave the next day. See, I have a simple answer to the question about like what's better than a, a good burger. And to me, it's, it's a chicken sandwich. Ooh, like yeah. I, I think that no, like the best burger can't touch the best chicken sandwich. What are your thoughts on that, Kevin? Like a, like a fried chicken sandwich. Is that what we're talking about? Like, oh, a, yeah. okay. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. Like a, like it, like a Nash and Proper or like, yeah. a, you know, Louisiana hot chicken sandwich or something because it's spicy and it has all these flavors. Yes. I, I get it. I think it's, it's going to be very different. I don't think any burger is going to come close, but I've, I've had some that are pretty amazing, even just in Sacramento, that are, that are different from what you expect. Like the, you know, the burgers at Broderick's, they had the Johnny Cash that had like um, different chilies in it that were just it's just an incredible thing. And then, you know, different, I mean, I, we live in California, so there's guacamole on every burger that we have. But like, I, I told, I get what you're saying. Like the default setting for a burger are these basic set ingredients and, and it's pretty hard to, to do a lot with that. But um, I don't know. I, I think, I think I need to think this over more, but I, I, I contend right now, just, Having heard you say it, I feel like it can't be accurate that that the best burger can't be as good as the best well, sandwich. America but, votes in your favor. If sixty percent of all sandwiches are burgers, yeah, obviously that's you're true. on your side of this coin. That's true. Yeah, I it feels that, wrong, and I I can't express why. I know that I'm in the minority here, but I personally prefer chicken to beef. Like you know, there's there's overlap, right? But generally speaking, I'll prefer a chicken option to a beef option. And I'll prefer a seafood option to a chicken option. So, and I know a lot of people are the opposite. They go beef, chicken, seafood. Yeah, I'm, the most I'm 
Yeah. So I know that I'm out of pocket here and it's weird that our first episode is burgers and I'll just say it right now. I'm not a burger guy, but I still think that this is like a reasonable starting point for a food podcast. Sure. Now I say, I will say that you brought up chicken sandwiches and where chicken sandwiches um, fail where burgers don't is that burgers are standardized. You can, you know, it's eight ounces, it's 12 ounces, it's what it's ground beef. So you can manage it to a patty where most chicken sandwiches are like either the chicken breast. So it's a lumpy piece where you're putting the bun on top of a lumpy piece of chicken or it's ground chicken where it's a chicken patty and the chicken patties are like, are gross a lot of the time. Like I don't have a uh, good experiences with like a chicken patty and a sandwich, but if it's like a, an actual piece of chicken, then where you're managing differently is like, you got to squish the bun down and like force that chicken into a little bit of a, into an edible like arrangement. Yeah. See, that's the challenge <laughs> that, that's <laughs> the challenge that I'm up for though. I like, you know, I, I don't need uniformity in every bite. And sometimes that feels weird. Like, especially with chicken, that's like processed to the point where it's a patty that is, yeah. it's, it's not real and it starts to freak me out. But I'm going to usher us forward to another topic here about burgers. We've got our basic takeout on the table. Um, let's just go through, uh, let's start with you, Will. Do you have a couple favorite burger places? And, and more to the point of this question, how do chain burgers compare to local spots compared to homemade burgers? So I will, I will always take a local spot over, over a chain. If there's, if I'm in a town, say I'm visiting a town, like if it's the airport factor, if you're in the airport and you see like a local chain of something and you see a McDonald's, like the McDonald's is a safer bet, but nine times out of 10, you're going to get a better burger at the local place. Um, when I cook burgers at home, it's a, it's a dangerous thing. I, uh, I try not to get people sick, so I don't, I don't make them that often. And you get into arguments about charcoal versus gas and it gets, it gets heated real quick and the burger turns out, you know, ends up being low tier compared to something local. I, I certainly local is the best there in, in terms of Sacramento. Um, I, I don't really, I, I would say Willie's is my, is my go-to spot for burgers. That's just, it's just, you know, like fair food come into a restaurant. Like, um, I like the habit. I like the way the habits uh, arrangement of burgers is obviously that's more of a fast casual um, five guys being the same way, but um, uh, Kevin mentioned um, shoot. Now it just slipped my mind. Kevin, what did you just mention? Where it's on ice street. Broderick's. 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 I love Broderick's. I'll, I'll, I'll crush their burgers. I'll crush their sandwiches too. They're, they're, I think they're top of the list for me. Yeah. We're going to definitely get into in more depth into some local spots, but for you, Kevin, you know, do you feel the same way that local local burger spots trump what you can do at home and trump what you can get from like a chain, even if it's a, a high end chain like an In and Out? Yeah, actually, like I I, I prefer Willie's over In and Out every time. Um, not only just for their burgers, but for everything else they make, right? Like their fries are better, obviously. In and Out's fries are terrible. I don't think that's a controversial thing to say. And Willie's are great. They give you seasoning, whatever else, but like their burgers are legit. Um, that, that being a, a McClatchy kid, uh, that was our spot, like hitting up the one off Broadway and we would go there all the time. And so Willie's is my go-to and I prefer it to like your five guys, your in and out, your, even your habit or whatever. But I do love those places and I'll go there. Man, we're going to, this is going to be, we are not paid for by Willie's, but this is going to be <laughs> a, there's a lot of Willie's love because it's my personal favorite local spot as well so little hint towards the end of the episode there we might have a sweep in our, our one of our favorite burger spots locally but um let's move on to another topic real quick i thought that it'd be fun to like work in a little bit of a draft into each of these episodes so i want to see if you guys are up for a quick i think four round maybe three round even uh a toppings draft so you got onions tomatoes you got mushrooms you got Every type of thing you can do barbecue sauce, you can do onion rings on the burger. You guys up for like a quick? Oh yeah, like, go ahead. Okay, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, let's. I'm gonna do it the reverse order of how I introduced you guys. So, Will, let's give you the first pick. Kevin gets the second pick. I will take that turnaround spot where I get three, four. Then we're going serpentine back to Kevin, back to Will, like that. 
Okay. Wait, can can I ask some can I ask some high level questions before yes. we start? Yeah, please. Okay, so like is cheese a topping or are we considering that like a, a basic um a staple ingredient that's going to already be there? In my mind, the standard ingredients were gonna be just a standard ground beef patty and, and, a, a, and a bun. Kind of ballpark bun. Yeah, because technically okay. All right. Cheese All right. is a top, like you can have a burger without cheese. And if you guys sure. want, you can pick, you know, a, a fancier beef. You can pick a fancier bun. You can pick your cheeses. I think we can go four rounds here. All right. Okay. So if I'm building my burger from scratch, all we know is that there's beef and then you got to pick your patty and whatnot. The, I think the unquestionable number one pick in the draft is cheese. And I'm picking American cheese as my first topping. American is an interesting choice, but I'm glad you're getting cheese out there. I think that allows for, you know, your Swisses and your Cheddars to still be on the board, though. All right. If Will's taking cheese, I'm going – I'm just going to make sure that I, I don't pass up best player available. Um, so I'm going to take bacon while it's there, Ooh. and then we'll, we'll work it out from there. Do we, are we saying that Will gets every cheese? <laughs> I, I'm not yes. sure. You get every cheese. Okay. <laughs> he gets every cheese. We're we're in a bad spot. I, I thought he just had American. You I, think, can pick I, a different I knew I could get a good cheese later. I said American cheese just so that way you guys could pick cheddar or pepper jack, whatever you want. I knew okay. there would be some kind of cheese in the later rounds. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like that. I man, I so I'm not even a, I'm not a bacon fan either. I'm a really weird I'm a, I'm a weird guy. Pork is like between beef and chicken for me somewhere down there. Um, American cheese is a good pick. I'm going to, I'm going to go with a nice cheddar though. Okay. And then I got a turnaround spot as well. Hmm. I am just a huge like barbecue Western bacon is optional, but I'm going to go, I know it sounds crazy and I'm not, I'm definitely reaching here, but I'm going to go barbecue sauce and cheddar cheese as my, as my two picks. That's what I want. Okay. Are we going back to me? That's you, Kevin. I'm going to go caramelized onions. <sighs> Damn. That's a great pick. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, that was, that was my pick caramelized. Okay. So, so then I'm going to pick grilled onions. I don't know how different that is, but it's, it's enough different in the chemical process that I get to choose them. Respect it. And you get one more back to back. Okay, so then I'm picking mustard and I'm picking just regular yellow mustard. Hmm. <laughs> All right, so it's to me. Yes, sir. All right, guys. I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do like a twist or I'm gonna go off the beaten path and, and take a a flyer on Blue cheese. Ooh. That's a, I'm, yeah, I'm really intrigued by your, you got blue cheese, caramelized onions and bacon. You're building a very nice burger over there. <laughs> I've worked myself into a bit of a niche situation with the barbecue sauce and the cheddar cheese. I am heartbroken that the caramelized onions and the grilled onions are gone, but there's another onion out there that I'll enjoy and no, it's not the raw onion. I'll take the onion ring. And I, it works, I love it. It works yeah. with my my genre I've got working here with the barbecue western. Now, do you, can I ask? Do you prefer it to be an onion ring in this scenario, or like those onion straws, those like stringy yeah. ones? Ooh, I do. Dude, like I'll, a let good re- onion I'll let you. I'll let you repick. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, you know what? I'll take the onion straw suggestion. That's a great point. And I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, go with the, I'm going to let the standard beef and the standard bun be there. And I'm going to take some sort of spice element. I want to, you know, I'm tempted to just say regular jalapenos, but maybe there's a, mm, yeah, I'll just do, I'll just do jalapeno poppers are interesting. You know what? No, I'm going to stick with, I'm going to go jalapeno poppers and onion rings. So now I got basically an appetizer sandwich with barbecue sauce slathered on that bad boy and the cheddar cheese. 
that's my that's my final that's my fourth pick. Wait, so what did you take after onion rings? Jalapeno poppers. So I've got oh, the jalapeno, okay, yeah. and that's this is bad. actually yeah, this is this exists. This is out there. Um, it's not super common, but the place that I wanted to go this week to dine, uh, like at a, at a local place, has a jalapeno popper burger. Unfortunately, they are closed with recent circumstances. But yeah, I don't know. This is a very fatty. Uh, it's not a very lean meal. But that's that's those are my choices. So I feel like as a what I've I've got caramelized onions, blue cheese, um, and bacon on this burger. I feel like I shouldn't do too much else other than some sort of like like a like a bacon jam. I think is what I'll go with some sort of bacon onion marmalade situation that we're going to put on there and then just call it, call it done. So you have the bacon and the bacon marmalade. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So you have bacon onion and then a bacon onion marmalade. Something like that. Something like that. Do not kiss your wife. <laughs> um, so I get the last pick. Yes, sir. So, the, and this is, so I gotta, I gotta, nobody here picked pickles right off the bat. So between between that and Thousand Island dressing, which I feel like is like a top tier, like not a lot of it, but just like a, a little coat of it somewhere. Like those are my last two there. And I'm I'm picking pickles because I love pickles, but I have an unhealthy obsession with pickles. But like Thousand Island dressing has to at least be like the first guy on to my summer league team. Like as soon as the draft ends, I'm signing him to a to a summer league contract. So what were your four items there, toppings? So mine was American cheese, um, grilled onions, pickles, and then uh, mustard. It's interesting. You went pretty standard. And yeah, then, you went, yeah. And we went really niche, huh? And he's Kevin like super went, basic. Kevin went boutique, and I went kind of <laughs> Western, like fat American Western. Honestly, I would enjoy all – all three of these burgers. Uh, we might have to make this into a Twitter poll or something. Figure out who <laughs> take this to the, yeah. to the people. Um, I, yeah, I Sorry, have a ahead. feeling that most people would want Will's burger. I don't know. I don't think so. That's the that's again. That's the basic burger. I don't. I think people if they have a chance to reach out, to like, oh, that's a different burger. Oh, that's a different burger. You think so? Yeah, I think because they've tasted my burger a thousand times, they might not have had Richard's jalapeno popper and onion ring burger before. Like you know, you know the basic burger. You Most do. of the time, you're like, okay, that's the standard. I, I, you know, I got the standard like seven foot center that has a nice little ten foot pop and can block shots. But you, you, got, you have to wonder why, if you think that way, you built the burger that you built. You know, just because it was there. Because I'm building, <laughs> if I'm building the most yeah. perfect burger, then you like, had a bur- a better burger two days ago. I think yeah. that like <laughs> <laughs> have, this is you have a really metropolitan view on the burger, but Middle America, I think, is going to be voting with you. Uh, okay, I will. I will take it. I will trust. I will trust <laughs> Middle America. To, to you definitely my burger. You went safe on a lot of those picks, which, yeah, I mean, it can pay off or it can backfire. I honestly, I think I might, if, if given the choice, I might eat Kevin's burger, honestly. Yeah, I think so too. I, I don't want to win a championship. I just want to be in the playoffs for eight years. <laughs> That's an eight-seed burger yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Go from there. That's right. Yeah. Once you prove you can make it, you know, the free yeah, agents start coming. Yeah, that's exactly – if I had a food truck, I can make, I make one burger, and it's the same burger you've had your whole life but you're going to love it. People are going to be like, all right, it's consistency. It's the same thing every single time where like, Oh, that blue cheese got to me this time. I have a little bit of a belly ache. Oh, those jalapeno poppers were a little spicier than they used to be. Mm-hmm. You guys can swing up and down. I'm, I'm, I'm consistent, baby. I'm the, I'm the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> so one more little topic, one more general topic before we get into local places. Um, Let's 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 do a little bit of ranking work here on burger sides. So, Kevin, you know the sides. I kind of put a bunch of them on my burger, but what are you going for? Is it a basic fry? Is it a garlic fry? You know, give me your sort of top choices for burger sides. Yeah. So, like, um, we were talking about this earlier, where it's really hard to get a good French fry right now, just because you have to pick it up and drive it home. So, 
I, I don't want to let that influence my desire to have one <laughs> influence my, my, my judgment here. But I would say my favorite thing is always going to be like a seasoned fry or like a seasoned curly fry, if I can get it, you know, and, and, and the best fries are the ones that are like, almost like breaded and then fried if that makes any sense yeah yeah like a jack-in-the-box um, style curly yeah 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 i guess if you have to give it a if you have to assign it a fast food equivalent um like the jack-in-the-box style curly fry is good or even just like a straight fry that has something like a similar breaded and then fried situation if i can put like a lowry seasoning on it shake it up that's even better. Um, love onion rings. I kind of love all those things more than steak fries are just the worst. I'd rather than be kind of crunchier and, and thin, if that's a possibility. What about a wedge? A wedge? I mean, it, it can be okay. But, I mean, it, again, it all depends on, like, the frying technique. If it's going to be thicker, I'm, I'm probably not into it. But I can do it. I love onion rings, but there's two kinds of onion rings, you know? There's like the kinds that are kind of more crispy, and then there's the kinds that are like a donut with like a with like an onion in it. You know what I'm talking about? I like a thick. Yeah, I do. Yeah. A thick you onion. like that donut kind? I, like I don't because you like bite and then the whole <laughs> onion comes out. Yeah. It's fine with me. You slurp it. I'll put <laughs> that onion juice right up in my beard. No problems. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess my 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 top and then obviously there's garlic fries. So I think I I go I go like a season, just like a, just like a, like a seasoned fry, then a curly fry, and then a garlic, and then onion rings are probably if I'm if I'm just sticking with fries. I don't think I should branch out into like potato salad and whatever else. Right. And what about what about for you, Will? So I, my problem with the curly fry that Kevin brings up right away, uh, it it will paint your face with whatever condiment you use. It's like dangly, <laughs> so you like dip it in whatever sauce, and you go to put it in your mouth, and it's just barely hanging there, and it's like a little circular saw, and it's just swinging around. It, I got a beard. I mean, we all got beards. I'm going to end up with a ranch painted across my face like a roller went across. It, it, the droppability factor, too. You pick up the little end, and it, it crumbles, and it falls apart. So I, I like myself a sturdy fry. I like crisp-cut fries more than anything. They got kind of like rebar supports in there that I could like fold my my crisp cut fry and dip it into a thing and then unfold it and still eat it okay. Like a like a like a waffle fry. Like a waffle fry, yeah. Think think a Chick fil A type fry that would be that would be top tier for me. Uh, sweet it's, potato fry is up there too. Oh, that's good. Yeah. The problem with sweet potato fries, I feel like people forgot that those are more. Those should be more like a dessert fry. Like those belong with caramel, not necessarily with ranch. What did you just say? What does I, that even mean? I feel like most people like don't like. So the first time I ever had like before sweet potato fries were like a big thing on the West Coast. I was in I was in uh, the deep South. I was in Louisiana, and some you know sweet woman running a restaurant out of her like out of her living room was like, oh sweetie, you want me to bring you some uh, sweet potato fries? I know back in California you don't have them. And I kind of went, hell yeah, I want to, I want to try this out. I love sweet potatoes. And so I tried it, but she brought it with a side of caramel, like a, like warm caramel. And so it was like a dessert. It was like a dessert and it was great. It was fantastic. And when they started coming over, especially like when the habits started really kicking off, like sweet potato fries really started to become a thing. Like, 2010 2011 you you assumed they would be like a dessert yeah i was like oh hell yeah i i, I went back and told my friends about sweet potato fries thinking this is the next big thing and it was but they never came with caramel and i was like oh shit they're having these as an appetizer not as a dessert and i still love them i mean it's still great they're still sweet potato fries but they are they're now an appetizer and i if i'm picking a sweet potato fry i want that original 19 year old will experience Give me a little bit of caramel with them at the end. Man, I, you have lost us all of our listeners. It's <laughs> so weird. No, that's totally not a thing, man. Try them. Try them. They're great. Maybe. Okay. Um, I agree Did, with you, though. Can we the, recap? Did yeah. he just say – so he went, he went curly fries, 
Because no, no, curly fries are near the bottom. I have to, just I have terrible. to cut them out because they're too sloppy. And he wants like a Chris Chick-fil-A Chris cut fry, fry yeah. or like a dessert fry. That's a, your ranking. A sweet, a sweet potato fry is it will be ranked either way. But extra points if you give me a caramel. If you're like, hey, here's a sweet potato fry and here's some ranch or here's some barbecue. So okay, someone gave still... you your burger, yeah. sweet potato fries, and a cup of caramel. You like, like, like a stoked? little, yeah, like little plastic cups of warm caramel. Yeah, that'd be great. Because then I finish my burger. I'm like, that's great. <laughs> Let's, we have to we have to beat around. I've been beating around the bush a little bit, but I have the I have this absolute fact in my mind here that nobody else French fries are an appetizer. You they do not belong with your burger. Wow! If, if I were redesigning the American meal, I'm going to bring you your French fries first, where they are warm, where you can have them hot the way they're supposed to be experienced. You eat them wow. and then you have your burger. When I when I go to McDonald's. And I have, oh, hey, can I get a, a medium fry with that? Those fries are gone by the time I get home because otherwise they're lukewarm and they're butt. Yeah, I but think you think that that's yeah. – can I – I feel like that has more to do with you just being hungry on the drive home. <laughs> no, no, no. I eat them that way as, as – in particular, like if I get home and have them and they're like lukewarm and they're bad, whatever. But like they're so – my whole life, you'd eat the burger and it's like time for the fries. They're like already a dessert, but they're like the dumbest dessert in history because they're just like a palate cleanser. You should be eating your hot fries with your ketchup, getting ready for the burger. The burger is the most appetite. Like this is a PG podcast. I'm not going to go that far into it. But like, why would you? Why would you? Why would you start with the best part and then eat something that's bland at the end? You well, want? I think you want to have the bland thing first that like gets that you were chewing gum before you went to Red Robin. You, you take the gum out, you put it in your napkin, you have your fries to kind of cleanse you of the mint in your mouth. Where did mouth. the gum get in here? No, I'm just saying like, whatever, <laughs> whatever your mouth tasted like before you got to the restaurant. The potatoes are there to be like, hey, we're, we're wiping your mouth clean. Have some you ketchup, know, have some stuff that you're already going to taste on your burger. And then now, you're, now your palate is cleansed. You, the potatoes have done a good job of wiping your mouth clean of whatever your mouth tasted like before coming into this restaurant. And you so, have your burger, which is the best part of the meal. Like, as so as weird. obviously as insane as you have gone <laughs> in these six weeks of quarantine, I think that you actually do have a, a pretty good point. Because Thank the, you. the best fries that I've had, the fries that, because there are fries that are boring and crappy and you kind of eat them like when as you, yeah, as, yeah, as a weight, but also as like, when you can be bothered to eat them because they're yeah. not exceptional. So you'll have some burgers like, all right, well, I guess I should eat some of these fries too to fill my stomach because I paid for these. But the good fries, the Chick-fil-A fries, the McDonald's fries, I eat those first. I eat them hot. I eat them with sauce. It's a great appetizer. And then I get to that chicken uh, sandwich or burger that is cooled down a bit. Chicken especially it can be hot with the oil. You want to eat the fry first. And I feel you on this. And I'll tell you what, I, unfortunately, like I mentioned before, I was not able to eat out to, uh, this week at a, at a local burger place, but Squeeze Burger, uh, Squeeze In, there's a lot of different names for their different locations, but the Squeeze franchise, they have appetizers, they have fries, this is listed on their menu, fries, zucchini ovals, mozzarella sticks, jalapeno poppers, uh, fried pickles. So these are all, and, and they do have a lot in common. And I, I feel that. I guess where I'm confused is that you seem to be viewing the meal as this thing you have to eat in order of like, you pick one thing and finish it and then you do the next where I'm just kind of well, I'm also going back and forth, right? My, my economic viewpoint of this is that you, I, and you got, you have, you have kids, Kevin. I don't know if they're old enough to eat French fries or not, but like you order them a meal. How often, or if you're out with a party, how often do the French fries get ignored by the end of the meal? Well, he's two. And so more likely to only eat the fries. If we're being honest. That's, that's probably true. But you're out with a group of friends. The French fries get ignored like 50, 60% of the time. They get picked up at the end and kind of like you're munching on them while you're waiting for the check. That's true. And but I think that's more to do with most fries are mediocre at best, right? Sure, sure. I don't know that it has to change the way that we eat fries and turn them into something that we eat with caramel. This is just like a, <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's a, a big swing. Fry. <laughs> the French fry is the breadstick of American food. 
And I can't wait to read your manifesto. <laughs> oh my, I've been, I've been in this since I was 16. And every time somebody's, I've gotten my fries first, or I've been like, hey, can I get my fries first? Or you get your fries first because of, oh, sorry, we've got your order. We're going to give you a thing of fries to wait and lunch on. I'm like, this is the way it should be done, baby. We should be eating hot French fries, cleansing our palate. Then that burger comes and I'm a little less full or I'm like a little less hungry, ready to eat that, that, that burger without having whatever taste in my mouth prior. And then, and then you, you hit with that, the burger and you, yeah. you hit the milkshake yeah. at the end. You milkshake yeah, it. it yeah. I actually feel this. And, and let's move to drinks real quick. We can do a yeah. whole fry, fry podcast. Honestly, there's I'm plenty of material. Um, but what about drinks as well? I mean, are you hitting that chocolate shake? Are you, hit, are you just, is it, I mean, a Coke is just a great compliment. Uh, Where are you at, if, Kevin? If I could, you know, let's say it's just like I'm stopping to get a fast food thing. There's no better Coke in the world. And I think it's scientifically proven than the, than the, like the one they have at McDonald's. Like I'm McDonald's Coke, absolutely. I don't understand what's going on with it. Um, I would just get that at any time, at any time. Um, but I mean, if I'm getting a great one, like the one I built, I'm going to want a beer with that. Right. Um, and, and, I think, you know, I, I prefer that. I'm not really a milkshake guy. I usually would get that like as a dessert, like standalone in the middle of the night. I would drive to McDonald's and grab one or something. Um, but I'm more, I'm more apt to get like a soda or, or I guess a beer. I'm a, I'm a tea guy. Like I would have said Sprite. I would have said the McDonald's Sprite is like a nice cold crispy Sprite. But, not a not a hot tea though, please. I mean, no, no, can't, no, no, don't no, tell me you're eating no, caramel no, fries no, and hot tea. No, no. <laughs> I pour the extra caramel into the tea, mix it up, dip my fries in it. We're good. No, it's I would uh, like a iced tea or even a sweet tea as long as it's not too sweet. Like if you're at McDonald's, you go three quarters of the way sweet tea and then one quarter of the regular tea and kind of mix it up so it's a little less. But, I like that move. I'll, I'll say though, for my, and this can kind of be our transition into specific restaurants, but my, as far as chains go, and we've established that the local spots beat the chains, but as far as chains go, the McDonald's Coke and McDonald's fries are elite, but my favorite burger chain is definitely in and out. I don't mind the fries. I, I, I know they're not anywhere in the conversation of best fries. I don't mind them but I love that Neapolitan shake at the end. That's Ooh, a special okay. treat for me. And I get the yeah, burger. Um, sorry, I was going to say, I get the burger. I, you know, I, we don't need to get into it, but I mean, double, double the caramelized onion. You, we've already talked about how impressive a caramelized onion can be. Um, but what is your like chain go-to, Kevin? Well, I was going to say, my wife loves a Neapolitan shake too, and I'm not a huge fan. I think their shakes like, almost feel like warm to me. I'm not really sure if that's a thing or if it's, I had one one time that was a little melty, but like, it's like warm milk. I'm not a big fan. I don't understand. Uh, like if you microwave doing with Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Um, so what's my go-to chain order? Yeah. I mean, we know that local is going to kind of beat these out of the water, but yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. good to touch on, you know, maybe your favorite burger chain. Well, so I would, if, you know, if I can't go to Willie's and I'm going to, I'm, you know, let's say I'm on a road trip, I'm going to try to make it to an in and out. Right. And then I'll just usually go with like a double cheeseburger. I'll get like the whole grilled onions, which is a, um, a, a, a secret menu item you can ask for. You call, I call them a uh, whole grilled onions. I usually will get like the, the, uh, fries well done and the, and the bun toasted, um, so I'll usually, I'll go for something simple like that. Um, I also really like Carl's Jr. It's really kind of lame of me. But the bacon, or the Western bacon cheeseburger there is, love that since I was a little kid. And I think an underrated one is the bacon ultimate cheeseburger at Jack in the Box, which is objectively not good, but just something about it. I just, I just really love it. What are your chain favorites, Will? So, so if we're going in and out, it's a double, double spread and onion only. Like I don't get rid of the lettuce, get rid of that, that tomato. I don't need it. Uh, the whole grilled onion is fascinating. I will absolutely try that the next time I'm there. Got to. But if it's, if, if, if it's like, Oh, where are we going? It's the habit. Well, I'm going to the habit and I want something with teriyaki and I want something with pineapple. Uh, on my burger and and we'll go swiss cheese and 
I'm a happy boy. Underrated. Uh, I think you brought up two types of burgers that are underrated: the teriyaki burger and the swish and mu- swish and mushroom burger. I, I'm, you know, mushrooms didn't get picked on our wraps, and I think that might be a mistake. I could have, I could have, I may have had a more complete burger if I had gone like mushrooms and an onion something. But uh, love those picks, and I'll also give a shout out to a chain that's not local to Sacramento, but. When you're up in Reno, next time you're up in Reno or Las Vegas, shake, uh, sorry, uh, Steak and Shake. Although I know there's some Shake Shack fans out there too, but Steak and Shake is underrated. They've got a very buttery burger, very salty fries. Uh, they do side-by-side shakes so you can pick two flavors and it, they put a little divider in there and so it's like half your shake is one flavor, half's the other. Uh, but yeah, In-N-Out's got to win it for me. My specific order I do double cheese and onions both ways and then ketchup instead of spread. That's and What's I'm, onions both ways? So like the raw onion and the uh, grilled onion. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know you could do that. And then I don't need, yeah, like Will said, I, I think I agree with a lot of Will's burger taste. I don't need any tomato on there. I don't need any lettuce on there. You can keep that. I'm all good there. Well, let me ask you this. What's your least, what's the worst burger? So I actually asked this on Twitter recently and I want to know if McDonald's burgers are any good because I can't remember ever having eaten one. I'm sure I did as a kid, but I feel like they're bad. And I, I, I don't know. I, I really, because I don't, I'm not a burger guy and I don't love burgers. I'm not going to just like get a burger from Wendy's or get a burger from Jack in the Box. I'll always go chicken. I'll always find something else. That's fair. Go ahead, Kevin. I, I, you know, I think the only good thing about McDonald's burgers is the cheese and, and there's never enough of it. The cheese is like, I think there's drugs in it or something and it tastes really, really good. Uh, but like the actual burger itself and the buns are garbage. Um, and they're like undercooked generally, um, served to you cold. I don't know. I think it's, it's gotta be up there, but I hear that like white castle is terrible. They're just like steamed or something. There's a lot of like really great, like crap burgers out there. Del Taco, I think is gross, but a lot of people love it. I don't know. What do you think, Will? So, so McDonald's is good for five minutes after it's off the grill. Like if you can get it where it's like, it's not a busy day. You're in a McDonald's out in the middle of nowhere, but with a cook that cares, like this is a very specific scenario, but (laughs) it, it, once it's like in the package given to you, you have about anywhere between two and five minutes before it's like, it's decent. Like they've got the little diced onions, which are kind of good. The cheese is good. It still smells like McDonald's. So you're getting that nostalgia wave if you have nostalgia for mcdonald's as a kid anything after that like if you're driving back somewhere to like drop it off absolutely garbage absolutely trash just throw it away their their meat is like a like a cold sponge like it's like it's 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 nasty it's not nearly as bad though as anything from burger king burger king with their you know flame grilled whoppers or whatever it is Everything there is trash at Burger King. I haven't had a good, I haven't had Burger King in like 10 years. Last time I did, I had bad problems in a car heading home from college (laughs) and and terrible. There's a distinct difference in smell too, right? Between Mm -hmm. Burger King and McDonald's. Like McDonald's smells amazing and you just want to like live in that smell and Burger King smells like garbage. Yeah. Yeah, like Burger King likes to think it's the Pepsi to McDonald's Coke, but it's not. It's it's like the it's like not even Chasta Cola. It's not. I mean, RC Cola. I would say RC Cola, but I actually like RC Cola. It's mm. just it's like trash water. It's the water that collects at the bottom of, <laughs> of a bin when you left your trash can out in the rain. Compared it's to hot dog water, it's hot dog water. Yeah, <laughs> chocolate covered starfish and hot dog flavored water. <laughs> So we've talked chain restaurants. We've talked Fred Durst albums. Let's get into (laughs) local spots. I know you guys both were lucky enough to actually eat at some local establishments, local Sacramento establishments. Um, Where did you go for your burger this week, Will? So this week I went to uh, Skip's Kitchen. It's someplace that uh, Kevin put out a poll on where he should go for a good burger um, it's one that he, he decided against cause he had a, a choice that he'd rather go to. So I picked up kind of choice number two, um, when I was there. 
uh, I obviously ordered it to go and I got um, their uh, BOM sliders, their bomb sliders, which was three um, bacon and onion marmalade, which Kevin picked for his burger earlier with a house sauce and provolone cheese, three sliders. How did that thing go down? They went down well. We, uh, we had this conversation before, before the podcast when we were messaging about what we were going to be talking about or what subjects we should broach and not. But the, the 800-pound elephant in the room is that – I think it's 800-pound gorilla, but this is a very thin, this is a very thin elephant. Um, it, it basically, you have to take it home now because of the situation that we're in, because the world has changed. We're not eating in a restaurant. And so they, by the time I got home, I, I live 13 minutes from this place. Uh, by the time I got home, they were kind of lukewarm. Um, that's not their fault, obviously. Um, they were wrapped in, a, in like a wax paper. Um, overall, they were good. I can imagine, I, I, I said that they're very, very good. I'd give them a B plus on their final paper. Had I been in the restaurant, had I been sitting there and they'd given to me right off the grill as, as they would have, I would have given them an A. I have no doubt that if they were fresh and right off the grill, they'd, they'd have been great. But, you know, the world we live in there, they were, they were good. They were solid. Is there any changes you would have made? Like, is there, was there a highlight to the burger, a low light to the burger? Or, uh, you know, would you change some sides around if you, if you had the chance? So they had a, so the bacon and onion marmalade was the thing that was kind of the, the deciding factor between that. They had a mushroom and Swiss burger. They had a Western burger. They had a bacon and cheddar. They had a couple of different ones that I was tempted by, but I really was interested in the bacon and onion marmalade. And that was great. That was legitimately good. Like I enjoyed that. Their house sauce was good as well. Um, there wasn't much in the way of cheese. Uh, I would, I'm, I'm, I will stand for as much cheese as possible. If you, if you threw on an extra couple of things of cheese, that'd be fine with me. Um, and the meat was a little dry again. Th- I don't know how much the wrapping and the delivery of that has to go into effect with that, but I would have, I could have stood for a, a little, little less dry meat and maybe a little bit more sauce. Uh, otherwise I think, I think they were prepared solidly. I think they were built the way they were supposed to. It was just a matter of taste and time that kind of kind of bumped them down a little bit. Gotcha. So solid B plus there. Have you ever been to Skips yourself, Kevin? I've never been. I, I was confused by how many people recommended it. It was just like the, the name that kept coming up was Skips. And I'm like, I don't know what a Skips is. Can you explain this to me? Um, I think it's out on El Camino. Yeah. I confused it for another place. I think that was on Alta Arden forever. That was had like these amazing burgers. I don't even know if it still exists, um, but apparently Skips has this huge following. Um, so I don't know if you got the wrong thing or if that was, is that the only burger there? No, they have, they have a bunch of different, I mean, I think they have six. They've got the original, which was a, a seasoned patty with uh, sirloin chuck blend and it's 85% lean. They got a three cheeseburger, which was, Blue brie and provolone. They've got a bacon. Oh, they've got a, a bacon and cheddar one, which was a sharp, ch- mild sharp cheddar cheese, thick cut cherry wood smoked bacon. They've got a western burger, thick cut cherry wood smoked bacon, an onion ring, barbecue sauce, medium sharp cheddar. They have uh, a mushroom burger with uh, garlic sautéed mushrooms and Swiss, and then they have what I have, which was bacon and onion marmalade, house sauce, and provolone cheese. So would you allow for the idea that perhaps you ordered the wrong thing? Like there was Okay. All right. So there's a chance here that they do make this amazing burger, but you just will, didn't order it. I will 100% be back. They convinced me enough to give it a second try. It was like they came in for the first tryout. They missed a couple of shots, but it's like, oh, okay, you know, that might not be entirely your fault. Um, but I'm 100% going to go back again to try one of the actual full burgers and see, see what they can do with it. Is it like a sit-down place or, or what? It is. It was a small parking lot. Um, they just had a little drive-through uh, spot. Like they've kind of fashioned off a drive-through spot for people to drive up and get their orders. It, it looked like they could seat, you know, 40 people, maybe a little less than that. Like a regular size McDonald's almost. It was, it was medium to small size, but it, it looked like it was kind of a, not quite a fast casual, but, but close to that. Like burgers, is the, burgers are the thing that draw them people in they do sell wine they do sell beer but it's almost like an elevated fast casual okay 
Okay. And and where did you go for your your weekly for, well not your weekly burger but for this week's burger, Kevin? I went to Pangea. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have been there. It's like a it's a I think most people would know it as like a beer cafe. Probably don't. I would even imagine that a lot of people don't know how good their food is, but um, they are a little cafe in like Curtis Park uh, next to Gunther's. It's like right next door. You can't really beat the spot, right? Yeah. Um, And their beer menu is really eclectic. Half of the spot is a bottle shop. So if you're going in there to try to buy some like, you know, hard to find beers that you can't get at like Rayleigh's or whatever, that's the spot to go to try to get them, uh, you know, singles at a time, have a lot of stuff on tap, but also their menu is really amazing. In fact, I think that the owner or one of the owners of Pangea partnered with some other people to do Urban Roots that also has great food, in my opinion. Um, and so they're pretty big in the, in the culinary and beer scene. Um, but I put out my poll and I had heard that they had a good burger, but you know, everybody that wasn't saying skips was saying to go to Pangea. So I checked it out. They have one burger on their menu. I don't know if that's normal or if that's just what it is now, um, in, in COVID times, but it's called the Pangea burger. It's just a grilled patty, cheddar cheese, bacon, uh, lettuce, onion, tomato, pickles, and some kind of special sauce, which I think is probably, you know, equivalent to Thousand Island or whatever. Didn't really notice it uh, on brioche. Um, And it was stupid good. Like it was big, uh, but not so big that it was like intimidating or annoying. Hmm. Um, They cooked it correctly. Like I, I always get medium rare if I can and nobody ever actually cooks anything medium rare. It's always like medium or well done or just not cooked at all. Um, and so to see that, like they, they pulled that off really well. The cheese was like melted on the burnt on the patty. Like they cooked it that way. Uh, the bacon was thick and not super burnt or crispy or, or undercooked. It was, it was great. I honestly, honestly, if I had to rate it, I think I told you guys this, I would give it somewhere between an eight to an eight and a half. And I'm only docking down points because somewhere in the middle of my burger journey, it started to fall apart. Like the structural integrity just gave out, <laughs> which to me is like a deal breaker. I, if it's hard to eat or like if, I, you know, like some people look at like a giant burger and they're like, that's amazing. I have to have that. I don't like, I don't need to do, I don't have to have anything to do with that. Like if I can't figure out how to get it in my, in my face, like I, I don't want to have anything to do with it. Was this a um, real thick burger, Kevin? Was this like a real thick burger? Like you couldn't fit your mouth up to the top of it? No, you could do that. And it, but it was big considering that you could, that you could eat, like you could easily manage it. No issues. I didn't have to cut it in half or anything to like try to hold it or none of that. But, and I, and I, like you said before, I don't know if my issues with it, like falling apart had to do more with the fact that we have to order food and take it home now. Cause you have to, you get home, you're faced with that decision of like, how can I reheat this without ruining it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's like slimy stuff on a burger, right? Like tomato Impossible. and mm-hmm. lettuce and you're trying to heat it up and it just starts like things start sliding around as you're eating it. The more you reheat in like a microwave, the like less great the bun is. So I'm going to, I'm going to just based on the number of people who like swear by this thing, I'm going to probably allow for it to be even better than what I had, but it was really, really good. It was stupid. Good. I would think also, and I have had the burger at urban roots. I would think that their kitchens are somehow closely related beyond just the owner because their burger is really good too. Interesting. Yeah. Did you have a side with it? I got a salad because I didn't want to deal with reheating fries. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, that's such a smart call. You're so ahead of, ahead of the curve right now, really. (laughs) I mean, we got to grade on a curve, but how you can't even grade a French fry right now. No, No, it's just trash. There's no reason to even attempt to get, unless you're going to eat it in the parking lot, like Will does as an as an appetizer, as as it should be. (laughs) <laughs> to get rid of the gum taste or whatever you're doing. I don't think that fries are even worth the, not even worth the the drive at this point. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I shared with you guys that I was not able to get a burger myself. So I live out in Lodi 
Um, and there's not that many Sacramento-based burger spots that make it down to Stockton and Lodi. Uh, the one exception is the Squeeze In or Squeeze Burger. Um, they've got a bunch of different locations. Uh, there is one not that far from me in Stockton in a nice little location uh, in the Lincoln Center. There's one up in Galt. Uh, there's one on in Midtown, one on Power Inn Road. There's even – they got some out in uh, – they have one out in Napa. And uh, Tracy as well. So they're getting out there, but they're a Sacramento-based business. And they're famous for their cheese skirt, which I would have loved to tell you all about, but wasn't able to get it done. Um, Unfortunately, you know, it is what it is right now. I I think it'll be easier with some pizza chains. If we do pizza soon, even sushi, I can make the drive to a McCuney or something in, in Elk Grove. But Uh, I did cook a burger at home, and it's not the same thing, but um, at least I got in the burger spirit of all of it. Let's uh, kind of wrap this up by talking about some of our favorite burgers in Sacramento that maybe, you know, we didn't eat at this week or recently, but, um, you know, I'm with you guys on Willie's being one of the best ones, but you guys can throw out some other names as well. So there there is a spot – there's, I think there are a couple of these now. Um, and I think other restaurants are trying to kind of pull this off little local spots, but there's a place that used to be on, it was out by Arden. I think it was by Loretto high school called the flaming grill. It was just on the side of the road, looked like a roadside stand or whatever. There's like places to sit, but they were all kind of mostly outside and they had like exotic meats. Like you could get like a Ooh. lion burger. <laughs> or like an elk or yeah they were lion wait they lion? that can't yeah. be <laughs> no i swear i swear it's gonna ostrich, find the tiger king ostrich and elk are one thing i don't i don't know about lion that, that sounds I'm, a little bit extreme if somebody listens to this they can weigh in so what's you could get a lion again? say again flaming what? grill the flaming grill and you could get if you got lion you had to mix it with like another meat so you would get like a lion veal burger or you had to get sliders or something. They were really good. I didn't get lion. I've never gotten it. I think it's weird. But I think that they, to, to answer your lion questions before PETA like shuts us down, I think that they had like special lion farms somewhere that they would, <laughs> I swear to God, that they would <laughs> breed these things just for no. like meat. This- I swear to God, dude. This- you thought that caramel fries was offensive? <laughs> this is a whole different level. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I would just get regular. Can you imagine? I, I can't. This can't be. Can I get a free range lion? Or are they all caged up? <laughs> I think that they roamed. I think that they they were. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that place was that place was legit. Broderick's. We talked a lot a little bit about. I like to follow, there's a thing in Sacramento called the Sac Burger Battle that happens annually. I don't know if it'll happen this year or if it already did, but they, local restaurants will always compete to try to have the best burger in Sacramento and a panel of judges will vote on it. And then there's also like, like everybody that buys a ticket can buy a pass to like judge or, or vote on their favorite. And then there's a People's Choice Award winner in Broderick's the Johnny cash burger has won a few times. I always try to like follow like who wins the people's choice. Cause that's what I'm interested in, but those are great burgers and brew urban roots. There was a spot called crush burger for a while that made actually you might like this Richard, since you're not a big like traditional burger guy, but they made, they made sliders and they made something called the ninja. And it was like sh- Korean uh, short rib and like oh, Soroyo. Yeah. I and, love that. Yeah, it was super good. Um, but the only one I know of that's left anymore is like in the Roseville Galleria, and they don't make they don't make that burger anymore, which is kind of whack. Um, but yeah, I would, those are those are like my top tier. I'm sure that there's like some really fancy places that make a great burger that I don't know about or whatever, but that's where I'd go. Okay, just how, about, while, how about you, Will? Just while Kevin was talking, I wanted I want him to understand now that I've laughed at this, but I'm reading an article on BurgerJunkies.com. It talks about the Flaming Grill Cafe, and it mentions here, their website shows no less than 10 meat options available, including sirloin beef, Angus beef, elk, ostrich, buffalo, llama, alligator, which is great, (laughs) wild boar, yak, and Kobe beef. 
I've also heard that they often had an even more rare specialty burger, like the Lion Burger. Oof. Yes, made out of the King of Beasts. Wow, that's right. <laughs> I don't know I'm who also gets looking that. Looking at their menu right now, and they have specialty burgers that are a choice of elk, wild boar, or wagyu beef. I've never had a. I, I would get wagyu beef. I think that sounds really good. Lion, there's just no way. I don't think I would ever be able to do it. I don't know. It would be cat. Uh, I, I have to be like, hey, we can't get the lions over. Uh, just go to the pet store and uh, get some cats. <laughs> yeah, it's, I've had, it's weird. Uh, I've had like ostrich. I've had alligator, plenty of alligator. I've had like shark. That'd be interesting to get a shark burger. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, lion seems a bit over the top. I'll say on the flip side of this, I'll plug um, the burger patch, which was very close to my last apartment in Sacramento just moved a few months ago um, it is a fully vegan spot and it's on uh, K Street I believe it like 24th and uh, it was pretty tasty like you know for like vegan cheese and for vegan meat it was actually pretty good they really fell apart with their sauces and I that was I wonder if you just can't make a good like sauce without something not vegan, but um, really solid burgers, like get the double, double, or you get the, I guess they don't call it that, but you can get the double burger. Um, they have a Harrison Barnes burger there. Uh, okay. Sh- shouts out to our, to our small forward. Um, their fries are solid. You know, you don't need animal fat necessarily to, to make a good fry. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, give them a shot. I, I never tried their milkshakes because that seems like a lost cause, but um, yeah, solid stuff. You know, it's called a patch burger, double patch burger, barbecue patch burger. That's my big recommendation there is to stay away from their sauces. Like I used to get the patch burger, uh, excuse me, the double patch burger, and I would just put Sweet Baby Ray's on it. And that was, that was nice. Okay. Was nice. Uh, so I, my, I believe that that place is owned and operated by a couple of ex Kings executives also. Which might be why you have the Harrison Barnes burger. They have one of those at Doco as well. On the, on the Inside? Side. That makes sense, probably. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But yeah, I, I had heard the cheese was weird. And I don't know if maybe it's because like, the people that I know that ate it aren't vegan. And so they like vegan cheese is different. Um, I, had, I had also been. And I had the, uh, just because I wanted to see what it was like, they have a quinoa burger. Where it's like they use like, they like squish quinoa into a patty. And the cheese was a little odd. It was like it didn't know how to melt. Yeah. And so it stayed kind of like a solid cheese. Yeah. And the quinoa fell apart a little bit only because it's crushed quinoa, but the burger was awesome. I, I really enjoyed that. Do they use Impossible or like the Beyond? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. They use the Beyond meat. Is that better in your guys' estimation? Have you had both? I'm not a connoisseur of non meat patties, but. Sure. Uh, in my experience, I've always been disappointed by Impossible. Yeah. Okay. I, I've, I've been disappointed by Impossible as well. The Beyond, I think, is a little bit better. Yeah. Any other spots you want to throw out here, Will, um, before we wrap it up? No, I think we talked about Broderick's before. Uh, they have a duck burger that's really good. It's a duck with a, like a pear fig jam. Oh, God. And, I and, love a bit of duck. And it's, it's, it's the bomb. It's great. And they've got great fries too. You can upgrade your fries. They you like they have banh mi fries. They have buffalo blue cheese fries. They're fantastic. They're top of the line for me. Man, anything? actually, guys, yeah. you know what is what is cracking right now? There is in the in the in the pandemic days, there is a like an underground burger pop up that everyone is talking about. I think I kind of told you guys about this. It's called Wiener Burger. Have you guys seen anything about this? No. Nope. Yeah, so there is a, a gentleman who opened up a restaurant um, called Jim's Good Food. And I think it's like, uh, I think it's in Midtown or maybe it was in like Southside Park area. And I think it's Jim's Good Food. And right as he opened his restaurant, um, it got shut down because of this. And he started doing through Instagram you watch for the announcement for the pop-up and then you order a burger like through DMS or email or something right away. And then you're on the list and then you go to like a secret location and they run your burger out to you. 
think you pay him like through Venmo or whatever. And it's supposed to be amazing. Like the, they mm. call it Wiener Burger because the person who had this burger like did a review on it. And basically, I, this, I don't know how PG would want to keep it, but it was, he basically related it to the, the burger to the chef, like walking up and taking his wiener out and slapping it on the table. So uh, <laughs> this is apparently a very good burger. I want to hear from somebody who's had it. Uh, because it's you can make, hopefully you could bleep that whole sentence out. I don't know, but Wiener Burger is apparently what's cracking right now, and everybody's talking about it. Well, um, there it is, man. Uh, fascinated. I want it. We, we'll have to check that out. We can try to yeah. get one for a future episode. But for now, I think we're going to put the burger talk to bed. Um, we will get into some discussions about what episode two will be about. But we hope that you all enjoyed Snack Romano, and we'll talk to everyone soon.